Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. You know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That's FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. You know, as easy as it might be to look at the elite performers of the world, and and we can assume that they are somehow different or special, or that they're somehow blessed with an extraordinary gift, or gifts, plural, that everyone else seems to lack. But you know, nothing could be further from the truth. And let me just say this. Yes, of course, some of these top performers possess otherworldly talent. We've seen that before. Extraordinary speed or extraordinary strength or sometimes just the ability to to be an exceptional human being in certain phases of life. But you know what? Sometimes they never actually tap that. There are people that have those otherworldly talents that they never tap. And then they end up toiling in mediocrity. You've probably seen this. You've heard about the person that has all the potential in the world, but for whatever, re- for whatever point, whatever reason, they tend to stay down and uh, never really realize that full potential. And then you'll see people who seem to lack the talent, lack the skill set, but through their true effort and their perseverance and their commitment, they rise above and even outperform those with those extraordinary gifts. The frustration seems to set in when we start arm wrestling ourselves, right? We have this arm wrestling match between the work harder and work more mentality and the chill out and, quote, find the, find the bliss or find the flow. And when we have that battle within our psyche, that's when things start to go kind of haywire, What I want to share with you today is really what the champions of life, the winners, and I'm not just talking about people that win things. I'm talking about an attitude, a belief, a behavior, a being, a way of being that the winners and the high achievers of life carry themselves with. What makes the difference? That's the question that we're asking here. How do the world-class achievers separate themselves from everybody else, including the more talented, better equipped, chosen ones. I'll tell you how it happens. It happens through disciplined actions. When you do the right actions and you have the right disciplines, that's when those results happen. That's when we rise through the ranks to championshipness or championness, <laughs> championhood, whatever the word is. And we really become our own version of our great, great version of our own selves, the best version of our own selves. So here's seven disciplines that the winners and champions use 
each and every single day. And this is in business, this is in life, this is in sports, this is in every facet. If you're building a business or you're building a relationship or you're just here to be the best version of yourself, here's seven things that when you do this, you will find that you will rise through the ranks and be the best version of yourself. And by the way, these are the kinds of things that you see high performers doing on a daily basis. That's why I call them disciplines, because it's not something they do once in a while. It's something that they do all the time. The first one is what I like to call goal architecture. All right, Not goal setting, but goal architecture. Now, what does this mean? It means that we're going to drop goal setting, because goal setting simply says, I'm going to write down goals. I'm going to be as specific as I can. I'm going to have them clear in my mind. But that's not what gets the job done. This is about crafting the right goal for you. It's about setting the goals that are most appropriate to you and your dreams and your aspirations, and then constructing the ideal plan for actually realizing those goals. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a blueprint that you can use here in just a moment to actually show you what a basic goal architecture looks like, but I want to be very clear on this. You've heard me say this many times if you follow the podcast, that I am vehemently against traditional goal setting. I think the whole concept of SMART goals is, frankly, kind of dumb. And the reason I say that is is because, number one, it's so overtread, so uh, you know, washed out, that most people haven't even taken the time to think about what that means. The word goal setting, it means we're going to set a goal. But there's really no strategy behind it. There's no structure behind it that says, here's how we're going to actually make it happen. You might set the goal, you say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the next six months. Fantastic, you've set the goal, congratulations. But does that get you anywhere? Obviously not. So we have to have the right structure or the right architecture in place. And here's a simple architecture of a goal that you can use. Basically, it starts with vision. All right? You can write this down if you're a note taker, or you can you know, kind of visualize this or put it up on a board. But you have vision followed by a plan, followed by execution, followed by refinement, and followed by actualization. So let me kind of walk you through that process. Let's slow it down here. The first part is the vision. In order for you to architect a goal, you have to have a big vision, a supreme vision for what it is you want in life, what it is you want your life to look like, kind of that overarching vision or version of, of what you want life to be. That's when you can start to tailor and, and handcraft each goal to yourself as opposed to just saying, hey, I want to make more money. Why is that? You know, what's the purpose behind that? Or, hey, I want to get in great shape. Well, that's fantastic, but why is that? What is the purpose behind you being in fantastic shape? Is it so that you can be the most vibrant, long-living person you can be, living the, the highest quality life that you can? If you want to make a ton of money, is that because you want to be altruistic and give back, or is it because you want to attain a lot of stuff? I mean, you've got to kind of ask yourself, what is the vision behind the goal? Now, the next part is the plan that you'll actually put in place to make it happen. And I'll give you just a very brief kind of overview of the kind of plan that I give. I give what I call the flight plan to success. And any of you that have ever been to flywithjt.com, you know you can download that book absolutely free. And I talk about the actual flight plan to success. And the idea is you take your goal, you set it, you write it out, but then we start working our way backwards from the goal, not forward, but we say, okay, cool. If my goal is to achieve something by, say, you know, the first of next month or the first of whatever month, then we say to ourselves, what would we have to do the day before in order to get there? And what would we have to do the week before that in order to get there? And the week before that to get there and so on and so forth until we walk our way backwards to where we are here today. Now we actually have a flight plan 
with strategic checkpoints between where we are today and where we want to get. This is exactly how I plan any of my big things, whether it be a book launch, a product launch, running a marathon, uh, even planning a family vacation, I'll use the flight plan of success methodology. The next step is execution, of course, because now we've got the vision. We're fired up. We're stoked. We're excited. We've got the plan in place. We feel empowered. We're very clear. We're sure. We've got our confidence. Now we have to execute. We execute with purposeful you know, feelings, not with, with, not with perfection in mind. We're doing it with purpose. And when you execute with purpose instead of perfection, now you block out all that unnecessary stuff, that wasted energy that goes toward judging yourself, auditing yourself every step of the way. Now you're executing with purpose. You're saying, listen, I did the preparation part. I got all my ducks in a row or as much as I think I can. I dotted some I's and crossed some T's, but I'm not worried about every single word. I'm just worried about getting one foot in front of the next. First step, second step, until I hit my first checkpoint. Then I hit my second checkpoint, until I hit every checkpoint and cross the finish line and accomplish my goal. Now, here's the cool part. The next step after execution is refinement. Because you might get to that first or second checkpoint and say to yourself, I could be doing things differently here. I could be doing them more efficiently. I could do them faster. I could do them slower. Maybe I need to slow down. Maybe we need to rethink this and retool it just a little bit. But this first, and we've only on, we're only on the first of these seven disciplines of champions, if you're going to architect a, a perfect goal or a great goal, it comes down to refining your process so you're not wasting effort in order to get to where you want to be. And then finally, obviously, is actualization. But the actualization is really another way of saying follow through. It's another way of saying I'm going to see this through to the end. Now, that's goal architecture. When we actualize our goal, when we go from vision to plan to execution to refinement to actualization, that is how we absolutely make, make our goals and our dreams come to, come to light. And that's one of the seven disciplines of champions. Now, the second one is mental rehearsal. Because we can have all of this in place, but if we haven't tuned our brains into it, then it becomes a little more difficult. Again, we tend to squander a lot more of our time, energy, and resources because we haven't put our brain in the right gear. We haven't set it to the correct channel for us to give our best efforts. Now, what is mental rehearsal, really? Well, think of it this way. You're running through the execution in your mind first. You're mentally rehearsing it by going through each step to the best that you can imagine before you execute. We used to call this chair flying in the U.S. Navy, where we would actually sit in a chair, typically in a quiet room or alone, and you would basically make believe that you were flying the maneuver. Now, you're not actually flying an airplane that's moving through the air dangerously, right? You're not consuming fuel. You're not wasting time, energy, and resources out there learning the process before you go out and do it. You're actually rehearsing it mentally, which is awesome because you can slow things down, rewind them, replay them so that you get each part nice and, and sort of refined in your head. This, my friends, is visualization in its proper form. Visualization is not imagining your end game, imagining the Ferrari in the driveway. That's not visualization. That's dreaming, and there's a big difference. Putting pretty pictures on a cork board and hoping they come to reality is not visualization. That's dreaming. Visualization is a technique. It's an attitude. It's a behavior. It's where we take all of the beliefs and the postures and the behaviors of a champion and we put those into our mental rehearsal. We act as if we are that person. We act as if we have accomplished it several times. And what happens is is that we begin to develop the belief and the, and the, 
the confidence of the achiever that we are working to become. Now, the third step, the third discipline of champions is to focus on the right things. This is a huge differentiator. Now, a moment ago, I told you that you'll see people a lot of times with supreme talent, supreme skill, but for whatever reason, they lag behind those with less talent, with less skill. Why is that? It's typically because they're focusing on the wrong things. What champions and winners do is they focus on what they can control. They focus on process over results. I have seen this time and time again, particularly in athletes, where a very gifted athlete will have a poor performance and then stay focused on the poor, poor performance, i.e. the result, as opposed to saying, hey, I'm improving here. I can see my time improving. I can see my strength improving. I can see my efforts improving. Same thing in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs can be devastating to themselves and to their results simply by focusing on the results or focusing on things that are outside of their control. Worrying about who's going to be president of the United States is not going to help you build your business. Worrying about what your neighbors think, worrying about what your, anybody thinks is not going to help you achieve greatness in your life. Focusing, however, on, on the steps that are required that flight plan of success that you've created for yourself, and going through that with that mental rehearsal, with the proper focus, focusing on the correct things, that is what's going to help you achieve. And that's exactly what the, the champions in life, business, career, industry, whatever they are, sports, that's what they focus on. Now, the fourth discipline of, of champions is to literally walk the walk. Now, I kind of alluded to this a moment ago, but here's the question that I want you to ask yourself when you are developing the discipline of a champion is how would that version of you conduct yourself? Think about it for a moment. Think of, think of it as if you've already achieved the goal. You've already, you've already achieved the dream, accomplished the mission. You're at the top of your game. You have, quote, arrived, as they say. How would that version of you conduct yourself? As the great Jim Cathcart says, how would that best version of yourself do what you're about to do, right? I think that's a tremendous question. Would that best version of yourself do what you're about to do? And if so, if the answer is yes, they would absolutely do this, how would they do it? If you say to, the, if you say to yourself, hey, the best version of myself would never do what I'm about to do. They would never waste time doing this or get involved in a conversation like this or do this activity because it would totally take them off their track, take them off their purpose, take them off their target. Then you have to ask yourself, why are you doing it now? Because if it's not going to get you to where you would be as that supreme, awesome version of yourself, then you're only holding that excellence back. You're only holding back the inevitable by doing that action that's not going to get you there. But... If, on the other hand, you say to yourself, yes, this is absolutely an action or a behavior that my best self would do or that great version of myself would do, then you have to ask yourself, how would I do that? How would that best version of myself do what I'm about to do? If the best version of myself would absolutely pick up this phone and make that sales call, how would they do it? Would they do it with a meek, uh, you know, apologetic tone or would they be confident and certain? with a sense of how can I help you? How can I use my talents, my skills, my gifts to help better your life? That's what we talk about when we say walking the walk. Now the fifth discipline of champions is to modulate their intensity because believe it or not, it's not about going all out, full out, 24-7. That's what amateurs do. Amateurs go full out all the time. 
Amateurs have two speeds, full and stop. Whereas a professional, as a champion, they know how to modulate their speed. They know that there are times where they're going to give it full effort. They're going to go hard. And then times when they're going to be slightly below hard, right? They're not just going to go full intensity all the time because that's a great way to burn out. It's also a great way to miss the finer nuances of how you can refine your, your processes. If you're constantly going 100% all the time, you get tired, you get complacent, you get sloppy. But if you can learn how to modulate your intensity so that sometimes you're playing full out, you're burning hard, and then other times you're kind of slowing down. Think of it a little bit like HIT, high-intensity training. If you've ever done any kind of fitness training, there's a thing called high-intensity training. Now, what this does not mean is that it doesn't mean from the beginning of the class to the end of the class, it's 60 minutes of your heart pounding at the hardest it can go, and you going and running and jumping as fast as you can. That's not how HIT training works. HIT training works in uh, sort of circuits, if you will, levels of intensity. You go through cycles where you go super hard for a short burst of time, and then you go at a moderate uh, you know, tempo, like 80 to 90% for an extended period of time. And then you slow it down to 60%, and then you get yourself back up to peak state, and then you come back down. It's about modulating intensity. And remember that that's what a professional does. A professional knows how to tune themselves, their body, their mind, their spirit, the whole, the whole package, the whole, the whole enchilada into one package and saying, okay, cool. How can I best use what I have before me to accomplish the mission? Now, the sixth of the seven disciplines of champions is the strong internal dialogue. Here's the question I would ask of you to uh, any given moment. What are you thinking about right now? Is it an empowering thought? It doesn't always have to be a positive thought, but is it at least an empowering thought? Is it something that's helping you? Is it something that you would say out loud? If I could put a megaphone on your thoughts and broadcast them to the world, is that the kind of thought you'd want the world to hear? Generally speaking, we all have thoughts that go through our head that we would never want to share with anybody. But the question is, are they predominantly empowering thoughts, particularly about yourself and about your dream? Ah, oh, This is never going to work. Is that what's going on in your head? Or are you saying it is inevitable that it's going to work? I will find a way to make it work. I always win. I find a way to win. Is that the kind of dialogue? You see, your internal dialogue, if it's loving and supportive, will absolutely act as jet fuel to help you accomplish the mission. Period. End of story. It's scientifically proven. It's not proven just in business, but it's proven in sports. It's proven in life. They even uh, believe that they have proof that it can help heal the body through positive uh, dialogue and through that through that supportive internal dialogue. So the question is, are you using that supportive internal dialogue or are you saying something that's less empowering? And finally, the seventh of the seven disciplines of champions is the enjoyment of the journey. It truly is the mark of a professional and of a refined human being to find gratitude, even in the tough times, to find love for what you do even do, during the doldrums, even during those times when there's a lot of tedium. If you can enjoy the journey, that is one of the seven disciplines of a champion. One thing that we do at the end of every single day, my wife and my two kids and I, is we sit down and we do what we call three great things. And we start with my daughter, go to my son, then my wife, and then myself. And all of us go around and talk about the three best things that happened to us today. Now, I have to tell you, there are days where it's very difficult you know, there are days where you're tired. There's days where there's a lot of disappointment. 
And there are days where sometimes you have to kind of think about it, like, well, what, what good things did happen to me? And on those days, sometimes it's, listen, I woke up. I got another gift of another day of life. And I got to be surrounded by the people I love. And I got to do the things that I love to do. But if you can find three things that you're grateful for each and every single day, and I recommend doing this at the end of the day, because it gives a really nice cap to your day. It gives you good perspective so that you go to bed with that attitude of gratitude and wake up in a far better state uh, the next day after a good night's sleep. It truly works. It's truly amazing. But my point is this. It's one of the seven disciplines of champions to be able to enjoy the journey, even the tough parts, even when it's cold, wet, and rainy, even when you're sore, tired, and exhausted, even when you have missed the mark, even when you didn't close the deal, even when the win escaped you. Even when victory seems so far away, it's important to enjoy the journey because we only get one shot at this. So it's so critical, so important that we enjoy the journey. You don't have to love it. You don't always have to be having, quote, fun. It doesn't always have to be great, but if you can find a way to enjoy it and show some gratitude for it, I'm telling you, it will absolutely boost your performance. These seven disciplines of winners and champions are key and essential, my friends. And it's seven things that you can start implementing into your business and your life today, right now. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.